Hello, my friend. Jeff C. here with a great new resource that I put together just for you. It's a complete database of all the tools that I use to create content and run my business. I've got apps, software, hardware, and even my favorite AI tools. It's easy to find what you need and tells you exactly how I'm using them in my business. To get access to my toolbox, just go to jeffc.com forward slash toolbox. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mama had me learn it. So go check it out. And if you haven't heard me say it in a while, I appreciate you listening, my friend. And now, on with the episode. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts, innovators, creators, storytellers, and the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C. And you're not. I'm Grace Duffy. And this is the show that keeps you up to date on what's going on in the world of social media. And today's show is brought to you by Restream, which is how we are being broadcast live to Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and a million other destinations, Amazon Live today. So if you'd like to find out how you can do the same, follow us at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash restream and find out how you can start your own live show. Yes. And today we are joined by my friend Peg Fitzpatrick and we are going to be talking about Instagram moving beyond just being a square photo sharing app. What? Yeah. And embracing more videos. They're going to be talking. They want to have more shopping and they want to talk about messaging. We're going to explore all of those. We're going to talk about what businesses and marketers need to know about this shift in strategy. We're going to talk about how to leverage Instagram's heightened focus on e-commerce for your business and how Instagram is planning to take on hot competitors like YouTube, TikTok, and the old Snapchat. So, um, by the way, if you guys want to create an amazing show just like this one, you know, I, I can't help but mention my amazing friends over at Ecamm. So if you want to find out more about them, go to socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm, socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. We'll talk about that more in a bit. But I wanted to introduce my uh, friend, Peg Fitzpatrick. And if you don't know Peg, well... You haven't been on the internet very long. So uh, she is a popular social media speaker. She's a trainer and a writer. She's co-author of The Art of Social Media Power Tips for Power Users, covers all the major social media platforms. She frequently hears, you're everywhere. And she really is. So she's everywhere on social. She's passionate about social media, helping small businesses, inspiring others to be their best. And she's also a good friend. Peg, welcome to the show today. Hello. Sorry, I am blurry. We have... Tropical storm Elsa, I think, yeah. hitting us right now. So let it go, let it go. Yeah, I sing it. let it go. Really quick, I want to give a shout out to my friend Ramon Ray is here. He goes, why just Dustin when we did a shout out? Well, I'm going to shout out you, Ramon. Thank you for stopping by today. And um, <laughs> and Scott goes, they've been more did than a photo on Google Plus. I don't know. Did I don't think I. I don't. Maybe I did, but I. I think he came later, in my whole social friends. Okay, Ramon, that's why because Dustin's from Google Plus. Yeah. So. Yeah. Where did you meet Fasan? Yeah, I can't remember where <laughs> we may have met at on Google Plus, but I can't remember. But anyway, Scott says that, uh, we're talking about Instagram today. He says there have been more a photo image sharing app in uh, for a while, in his humble opinion. But we're going to talk about that uh, with this first bit of news. So Grace. Uh, Break this down for us, because this is really a little bit crazy, but go ahead. 
Well, it is and it isn't, you know, like Scott, our friend Scott Ayers over there mentioned, it has not, Instagram has not just been a photo sharing app for a long time, but that has been its main focus, at least as people have built their presence on Instagram. The focus has always been on these luxurious, beautiful, highly stylized photos. But last week, uh, Instagram chief Adam Azari took to the platform to announce his overview for the uh, company's plans for the coming um, coming quarters. So third quarter, fourth quarter, the rest of to 2011 or 2021. I don't know what year we're in. Sorry. <laughs> I just, uh, oh my gosh. And then he also added, this is interesting too. He also added that in company surveys, it shows that more people use Instagram to be entertained. And that's where Instagram's future seems to be leaning towards, which I think is kind of funny to even mention because it's like, why aren't, why, why else are we on social media? You know, like I don't come on here for the ads. So I'm here to like, you know, to connect and be entertained and, you know, be around people that I like, love and enjoy. Right. So, and then of course, they're also talking about that the focus is going, I think the bigger news is the focus is now going to be on video and shopping. So there was a huge wide range of reactions to this news in the social media world. Peg, what was yours? What do you think of this big announcement, this quote unquote big announcement? I think they kind of came out and be- made the big amount announcement, kind of like Pinterest did, to just say, hey, we are, you know, they want to tell you what they are because they're trying to segue people that way. So I think the thing is, obviously, it has been more than just images, but that's still what it says everywhere. Like that literally was the description of Instagram for a really long time was that it's a photo sharing app. You know, you share square images. They tried to expand it and let people do taller images and wider images, but nobody does. I never see anything except for square images ever. Do you guys? Nope. I've tried it. It doesn't work. Yeah. Right. Because it's, we are, it's ingrained in us that, so they're really trying to change the narrative. If we want to go back to Mad Men, they're trying to tell us what they want us to know. And that is, we are not just for photos. You can share your videos here too. And the reason that I feel this is such a big deal is because of the attention economy. And you spend a lot more time with a video than you do with a photo. Yes, you can write a big, long description. People have written longer captions. Hashtags, I feel like, are barely working these days. So for me, if I post a just a photo on Instagram, it barely does anything. The algorithm is like dead for my account. Video is, and I think that's across the board, and I think people just don't want to admit it. They don't want to admit, but I mean, my Instagram two years ago was way better than my Instagram now. And why is that? Like, why is my growth on Pinterest so much better? And I spend more time on Instagram and it's always been that way. They really have shut down the algorithm, much like Facebook pages. So this, if you've been around on social media for a while, it's not surprising. We all knew this was going to come that at some point the um, organic algorithm was just going to stop. You have all these people that liked your account, but they're not going to see your stuff unless you place an ad. Mm. So it gets back to the attention economy where you'll have to pay for somebody to see it, even though they've already liked your account. It's exactly like it makes me hyperventilate a little bit because it (laughs) makes me I worked so hard to get like 10,000 followers on a company Facebook page that I managed and it was very challenging and 
nobody, you know, people just don't see the content. And then if we look to the other change that they made, which is they're going to be moving more of their features towards desktop, I think that they're trying to get the older people that are on Facebook to be able to see some of the things that they might not see in the app. So the millennials and the Gen Z have their phone in their hands all the time. Maybe Gen X too. We could say we do. We probably do too. But I mean, in general, people do different things on desktop and their phone unless you're a social media manager and then we're on both at the same time looking at our phone mm-hmm. and the desktop at the same time. Um, but that, I think that um, it's all part of that. Like they're just trying to like change it. They're like, okay, we're going to let you see reels now on desktop and an in really interesting stat which do you think do you guys think is the most popular video on instagram right now like if you guys that are watching what do you think is the most popular is it igtv is it live is it reels or is it like an in post like what one do you guys think is the most popular because i was really surprised by the stat that i heard recently which one do you guys think it is grace and jeff grace what do you think well, I'm going to have to say live video because that is that that's what I get asked about all the time. People okay. want to stream on Instagram, especially people that are um, especially with the integration of, of um, live shopping. People are right. very interested in doing it. And so mm-hmm. I'm actually I was going to. You, you jumped ahead to my question, which is awesome. Sorry. Because, well, sorry. No, 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 it's fine. Wait, we have funny. to answer this one before we go out. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, we've, got, yeah, we've the, got people answering uh, too, because I want to I yeah, bring yeah. up their comments. Sorry, so, yeah, no, so, go ahead. So, up your flow. so I'll, I'll go last because I have okay. control of everything. So, um, I'll uh, go so, last um, I know the answer, Jeff. I don't know the answer. So Carrie says okay. reels. She says that she thinks reels would be the most uh, popular. Uh, another person says, I think it's got to be reels. And Scott says has, uh, reels has to be more popular than IGTV or IG live. I think it's, I don't know this answer, but I'm going to have to go with probably the thing that I don't think it is. I think it's probably IG live. And that's probably because it's like the underdog. Um, what is it? The correct answer, Peg? It is video in stories. Oh. Oh, like, uh, so okay. People are still watching stories more, and you can see stories on Facebook. Mm. Mm. So maybe there's a correlation. So I think that they're trying to, they, they wanted us to really like IGTV and Reels, they're, very, they're favoring Reels a lot. You can see that all the time. Like you see Reels all the time. They pop up, people share their Reels to their stories, but stories are still getting a lot of attention because people are comfortable with them. You just click on it. They're up there. You watch them. But Instagram is moving towards they want people to do live video like Grace, Grace mentioned, and they want people to do reels. So they're pushing those two features, but that's not right now what is most popular. People like stories. So I, I thought that was really That surprising. is really interesting. So um, I want to I want to talk about because the reason this we're, we're having this conversation that, you know, they have made this out. They're not a photo sharing app anymore. It's. It's because of competition. So let's talk about the competition. So these platforms mm-hmm. are mimicking one another while trying to remain unique and trying to keep users engaged. So, you know, <laughs> Instagram rolled out and we got a lot of comments about IGTV a few years ago in response to YouTube, but that really didn't take off. Like I remember the big press announcement they had, they got mm-hmm. all those influencers to come and mm-hmm. uh, didn't really 
do what it was supposed to do. Then TikTok started heating up. It rolled out Reels. Instagram rolled out Reels in response to TikTok. But then people just use Reels to repost their TikToks. And then this mm-hmm. week, we learned that TikTok has embraced longer videos. And I mean, I think it's already gone crazy because my daughter even showed me now like Jimmy Kimmel and Kristen Bell did a thing and it was a whole song that was on TikTok that I could watch. And so, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's really cool now that you have this longer uh, time to do stuff in. I think it's it's going to be hard for them to catch up. Anyway, my opinion. So the company announced that, um, you know, TikTok said it's going to do these three. You can get these three minutes in length uh, after mm-hmm. they tested this with a larger number of creators. They've been doing that over the past several months. So before it was only 60 seconds. Now mm-hmm. it, it went from 15 to 60. And now it's, you know, uh, it's just kind of going crazy. So what is Instagram up against here? Because it feels like they're mm-hmm. always chasing you know, the tale of TikTok. Um, right. So is it too late? I mean, I, I guess the good thing for us is it's going to be, you know, they always give preference in the algorithm to things they want to happen. Like, right. you know, should we start posting more IGTV because they're, they want to have more video or should we just forget about our feed and just start posting video in there? What are your thoughts, Peg? Well, I think, you know, the interesting thing about TikTok making longer videos is part of the reason that you would you would watch videos over and over again because they were short and sometimes they were fast. Like if somebody was teaching you something and they only had like 30 seconds, they would go really fast and then you would watch it multiple times getting more attention. So Mm -hmm. they're keeping you on that one thing longer. So it's going to be interesting. I think they kind of moved to, I mean, I think, I don't know why TikTok really did it. I'm guessing. Um, But I think that they did it because, um, they want they want longer you know they it's long enough for a song they've seen a lot of success with music on TikTok. they started as musically so it was just like video lip sync and then they switched to TikTok. there's so many different layers and levels of TikTok. there's like you know cleaning TikTok and teacher TikTok and book TikTok, and there's all these different things that people are learning different things so they're giving people longer to do that and it's going to change the format of the videos because the shorter it is, actually, the harder it is to make something great. And I'll refer back to the all great Zach King because right. Zach King is amazing. freaking amazing. He's so good at making things. If you guys don't know him, check out his TikTok. He started out on Vine and he's, he does, he is the best at like these really creative, great videos. And now he has more time. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, can you do what he does in a three minute video? He won't do longer ones, in my opinion, because his stuff is like a story. He might if I mean, if that's all they're going to be is longer. But now you have that difference in time. It changes the formatting a lot. Um, It's like when Twitter was only 140 characters and you couldn't thread your things or tie them together or whatever, you would spend a really long time trying to make your text fit into that one thing in a smart way, in a good way, in a funny way. Like it, it's, it's harder to be more edited than it is to have longer time, if that makes sense. But three minutes, you know, isn't that kind of what YouTube was working on with YouTube shorts? Well, yes, I mean, we're, yeah. Shorts are under a minute, um, but okay. I, I want to talk about that because to be, this is just my opinion, but I, I think TikTok's mm-hmm. not really worried about Instagram or Facebook. I think this three-minute thing is going after YouTube. Uh, 
because I bet if you could see, you know, everybody talked about, you know, the, um, the optimal link on YouTube and all that stuff. And it was longer videos. They went longer time on site, but with shorts and some of these other things, I have a feeling, and I haven't seen any studies about this, but I have a feeling that the, the most watched length of YouTube is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Mm -hmm. And I think this is around three three minutes is what they kind of say, like do at least a three minute, you know, I think people's attention is shorter everywhere. So it's interesting that they're all giving you longer time because they're betting on it being longer, but is three minutes really a long time? (laughs) Like think about that. Like that's our long time now. Right. Yeah. Dustin says, I I do think they're going after YouTube. I do think TikTok is Dustin agrees. Um, and I think, um, YouTube is the king of video. Mm-hmm. But not the mm-hmm. short, short video. And TikTok, the thing is that the the youngest kids, you know, that that are out there, they're all on TikTok. And and the popular things is always where the youngest generations are because they mm-hmm. know it's hot and cool. So there are all different ages on TikTok. It's not only um, the Gen Z or millennials, but it's a good portion of it. I think, I mean, I'm really a TikTok consumer. I'm not a creator on TikTok. I have Mm -hmm. a TikTok. I have a few videos and I'm like, I can't even figure out how to do the things. Like I see some really cool transition stuff that people do over there. There's one where they're doing a freeze frame. Um, Reese Witherspoon posted one the other day. It's like, it was just like a really short video, but there was like six versions of her in the video yes. where and I, that's a TikTok thing. I know it is, but she posted it on Instagram. <laughs> um, the thing with the comparison between reels and TikTok videos is TikTok's tools are better. That, like you can make cool things like you can sync the video to the music automatically where you can't mm-hmm. do that in reels and they're adding more features. But, you know, to some extent, I think that the changes that Instagram made to try to ward off Snapchat worked a little bit better than they are mm-hmm. with TikTok. Yeah. I don't see as many people talking about Snapchat anymore, but kids still use it for personal communication. It's kind of like a communication tool for them. But anytime that an app is getting the attention, that's all that counts. Like any Mm -hmm. attention, watching a video, talking to people like Facebook tries to make us have 58 apps on our phone that are messenger, Instagram, you know, they tried to have the IGTV had a separate app. Yeah, it's very bloated. It is. I don't want like 10 Facebook apps. They're all Facebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So I want to uh, bring up some comments here because I think it's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Dustin said that he doesn't think they're they're not completely not worried about IG, though. They can't let their guard down. Yeah, they have the eyeballs. Yeah. I mean, they've got the, the user, um, the, you know, the amount of people there. I but mm-hmm. I, you know, when it, it could almost go to be like, OK, YouTube is going to be the, you know, DIY, how to do stuff. If your washer is broke, here's what you can go and look how to fix yourself. Longer form right. stuff. But I could see all the entertainment stuff drifting over to TikTok. That's just an idea. But Gary says There's this. There's a he lot goes, of informational stuff there too, though, John, right. even when it was only, yeah. I mean, FinTech is huge over there. You can do a lot of stuff on TikTok. Like people have taken life hacks to the extreme, like right. how to put your, gar- you're putting your garbage can liner in wrong. This is how to do it. And you're like, mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been doing that for a long time. I had my bag inside out. My daughter was learning investing 
on on TikTok. There's this whole sub uh, niche of like TikTok investors, like these twenty somethings yeah, yeah. that are teaching people how to do yeah. it, and they're smart. It's not just like somebody going, "Hey, yeah," you know. Anyway, yeah. but Gary says this over on LinkedIn, and I wanted to pull this up. He goes, and this is back to Instagram, and they're highlighting video. He goes, "I made an Instagram reel a few weeks ago and got an unbelievable reach, like a hundred times what a photo post would usually get us." So, mm-hmm. you know, they're already starting to do that in. You know, I don't know. So, Grace, you ha- you had a, a point about this that you had talked about what the the director said of Instagram said about, you know, still photos. Oh, yeah. So this this was a big quote. So Mazzari said that videos are here to take over still photos. <laughs> here to take over still photos. So they're right. not even like they're. Full transparency, this is what's happening. They're telling you what they're doing. Mm-hmm. There will be changes at how the platform serves you content recommendations. So those, mm-hmm. you're going to be seeing a lot more video recommendations. And I'm seeing that too in my own Instagram um, feed is I'm seeing a lot more video recommendations. So mm-hmm. the negative reaction about this news is largely, at least for me, I follow a lot of photographers. And so a lot of the reaction was from, that I've seen is from them because they're people that had built a photo-based portfolio on the platform. They've spent years doing. Mm -hmm. A lot of business owners and a lot of organizations have been doing the same thing because that was such the focus. And so they have all of this photo content, which, you know, you have time to produce it. You have time to really style it. Video is a little, video is completely different, right? And so a lot of the feedback Mm -hmm. I was seeing was that, I don't have time to make a multitude of videos or that much content because it is seen as much more content. And one claim that they're doubling down on other sites, like they're saying, well, I'm leaving, I'm going to Pinterest now. I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna go double down on TikTok now. So with video being Mm -hmm. prioritized over any other kind of content on there, like, is there any escape? (laughs) Like, do we just have to say, okay, now we're doing videos? That's interesting. I mean, we can choose to do anything we want, right? If we just want to do photos, then we can go to Flickr or, you know, we can go to other places and just do photos because there are tons of really great photographers on Instagram. And frankly, I liked seeing them and looking at them too. Um, I think one of the things that we didn't talk about yet is that TikTok is a place where you can go viral no matter how many followers you have. And Mm, I don't know if and how they're going to fix that on Instagram. If they think their explore page, people don't go to their explore page. People look at the people they follow. I hardly ever look for people I'm not following on Instagram In TikTok, I'm just looking for cool content. Mm-hmm. So yeah. and you get a lot of the for you page. Like you get, you have your choice of following or for you. Those are your two choices. And on Instagram, they have all that stuff at the top. So they're telling you, all the time to look at stories because that's what they're showing you live stories. If there's people live, you see that first and then, you know, first you, so you can add some more content, please add more content. And then there's the store, you know, there's the live people and then there's stories. They're not showing us first that there's other people that we can find. They're showing us Mm. who we follow first. That's what I see when I look at my phone all the time. What do you guys see? I'd like to know people that are listening. Do you guys Go and look at the explore page a lot. I sometimes will, I just, but I don't very often. I just usually try to. I'm I'm less and less on Instagram. Um, most mm-hmm. of the time, I'm checking to see who messaged me there or something like that. That's more what I'm using it for. What also mm-hmm. I would be interested in is you know what what uh, Grace said 
is this is this just one more frustrating thing that you have to deal with because now you know a lot of people you know photos honestly are a lot easier to curate like grace was saying and plan ahead and all this stuff and if it's going to be more video then that's that raises the bar a lot um and that's a struggle so one of the things because peg i mean you are a social media expert and you're everywhere, you know, do you agree still with the advice that businesses and content creators should pick one or, you know, one or two platforms and go deep there, you know, like figure out what channels you enjoy most, what gets the best mm-hmm. results. And then your audience, you know, find out where they spend their time and then versus trying to be everywhere. Because I know you've been frustrated and we've had talks about this, about like you said at the beginning, you spent all this time growing your Instagram account and growing Instagram accounts for your clients. And now mm-hmm. there's this, okay, yeah, Photos aren't going to work anymore. You need to do video. Well, right. you think about your clients. That, that's a big hurdle for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I still, right at the moment, am sticking with my, like, pick a couple things. It, mm-hmm. it might change, though. I mean, here's the thing that I was thinking about. I think we need to get better at video. And I will be the first to say I'm not 100% great at video. I can, I'm great. I can be on camera. I can record things. I can do some video editing in in Adobe Premiere Rush. I love that program. Mm -hmm. It's so easy. Um, I've never been able to figure out the more complicated ones, to be honest, like video editing is just not my strong suit, but I think it might be creating videos and then repurposing it in the Uh, proper site. Like we used to do with photos. Yeah, I think we might be moving to that. You know, it was always like create your content. You you have a blog post. You do an image in this size for this for Twitter and this size for Pinterest and this square for Instagram. Maybe it's going to be video. Maybe we're moving to a chop shop for video <laughs> to like create things into I the s- different sizes. Which, by the way, you could you could do in Rush. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's I think that makes the smaller the smaller micro content like the thirty second, fifteen second. 60 second it, that makes it easier to because it's easier yeah. to edit a 30 second mm-hmm. video you can get on there do 30 seconds edit that than a whole like hour long show i guess yeah right and, I, and right. I think it's for example for this show i take this show and i chop it up with the script and then i i put it out on all the socials and Mm-hmm. I, th- you see that already happening with TikTok stuff. I mean, they're taking TikTok mm-hmm. and they're putting it to Reels. They're taking it, putting it on Pinterest. I mean, so people are already frustrated and like, I'm just going to do this and do it everywhere. So I think your point of right. repurposing is uh, pretty uh, on point there, Peg. I wanted to bring up because we but asked the question. It needs to be more thoughtful. It needs to be more thoughtful than right. just sharing your TikToks other places. That's the problem that people were doing is they were taking their TikToks and putting them on Pinterest and Instagram and it's maybe you know nobody wants to see the other logos or the other formats but um i did see a stat it was like a crazy stat that video is shared like i want to say two thousand top percent more than any other i mean it was like an insane 1500 percent more it was like a really high stat that video sharing and and i think part of that is tiktok makes it real easy to share Mm -hmm. on other platforms that was their their yeah everywhere they're like oh you want to share cool So let's, we asked some people if they use the explore page and Dustin says, I used to go to the explore page a lot on IG, but now I basically spend time with stories, 10% feed, 10% reels, 80%. Look at him. He's got it all broken down by percentage. He's so smart. <laughs> uh, and Sabrina goes, she doesn't look at the explorer page. Um, right. Gary uh, is kind of like Dustin. He spends a lot more time viewing stories. Um, right. And so, yeah, it's really interesting that 
uh, where people are consuming stuff. And, you know, most of these stories are mostly video a lot of times. And so, yeah, uh, really, really interesting stuff. So uh, what are the chances of creating a reel on Instagram and having it go viral versus the same thing on TikTok? I have a TikTok that I made my only one that's actually done okay. And it, it's a little like unboxing thing that I did when I was just testing how the music and the um, image line up. Mm-hmm. And it was it's for um, the Remarkable tablet. Mm-hmm. And it keeps getting views. I don't know how, but it keeps getting found and people comment on it. It's over a thousand views, which is not viral by any means on TikTok. But I only have like 50 followers or something like that. Right. If I kept creating the content, maybe it would. But I mean, you see all the time people that have like 50 followers and it goes, you know, they'll get like millions. I mean, there's every example of viral content over there is people that had no followers. The mm-hmm. skateboarding dude, with the um, ocean spray cranberry juice, Yes. Brought Fleetwood Mac back to the mainstream for, I mean, come on. Who would even thought? And, so and Cranberry Juice and, have- and Fleetwood Mac, how do those go together? One guy likes them. <laughs> well, what I will have to say is that TikTok does, in my own experience, TikTok does a better job of showing me things that I'm actually interested in it. To the mm-hmm. point where I'll start getting these TikToks and I'll ask my friend, what is going on in my life that I'm getting this content? Like, what am I doing? What am I putting out there? Right. <laughs> right. But when, uh, when it comes to Instagram on Reels, like it's showing me stuff that I'm like, I have no interest in this and I don't know how right. to stop it. No way right. of me telling right. Instagram, I don't want to see. And it, it had me stuck on this <laughs> to the point where, like, I stopped going on Instagram completely because what they were showing me was so upsetting that I was just like, I can't I don't even want to look at this. Yeah, they're so, also they're also using your Google searches or other things. And TikTok is doing mm-hmm. a lot of ad placements. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. see TikTok mm-hmm. ads. I see them all the time. Targeted yes. ads for me on Twitter t- to go watch pets on TikTok. I'm like, I watch plenty of pets. They're like, come start an account. You can have millions of furry friends. So (laughs) one of the funny things, and I I count myself as a furry friend. Um, So um, (laughs) one of the things that Dustin brought up, and we were going to talk about this a little bit later, but uh, he goes, anyone here that TikTok is now selling its AI to other companies? That is one of the reasons is because their AI is spot on for recommendations Mm -hmm. and getting that stuff that you want to see to you. One of the things I want to add, because we talked a little bit just a second ago about going viral on TikTok, and it's a lot easier than in other platforms. The question I have for you, Peg, is that's true because my like my uh, my son's girlfriend went viral. One of her posts went viral. But is the ROI for virality different on TikTok than it is on YouTube versus like Instagram? Because I don't see the return on investment. And I've argued, we've had Rachel, I haven't argued, but we've talked about it with Rachel Peterson on here before is like, that's great, but how does that make my business do better or get me leads or sales and that kind of stuff? So what do you say to that, Ms. Fitzpatrick? Okay, what I say about that is that, you know, TikTok is starting out after a lot of other things and people have already figured out how to monetize. I see tons of people on Instagram, I'm sorry, on TikTok, that are totally monetizing things. Christmas time, there was this girl that was doing all these amazing videos on how to wrap 
presents, difficult to wrap presents, which everybody mm -hmm. is spending December wrapping those really hard things. And she was linking to this thing on Amazon that was a little tape dispenser that clipped onto the counter. So you clipped your paper and you could get two even, <laughs> clip them on the sides, roll it out. And then it was also the tape dispenser. And that thing, that little tool that this one person went viral on TikTok was sold out everywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was her. She sold that out. Feta cheese. Another thing. That person went viral. She was in the Netherlands, I think. Mm -hmm. She yes. uh, made that viral pasta saw. It was just tomatoes, feta, some basil. And she did this baked pasta thing. That went viral. Her Finland. Her whole country ran out of feta. Her whole country ran out of feta. So brands aren't necessarily always at the front of it, but people... I don't think she had affiliate links for feta cheese, right. <laughs> which is a bummer. That would be great. But I, uh, some people are making a lot of money on it. It's hard to get ahead of it. You can never, ever, I don't care what anyone tells you, you can't plan to go viral. There's so much like, right. it's like blowing fairy dust on something. You can make really great content and you can, it's, don't you think that's yeah. I want some of your fairy yeah, dust. Yeah, that it is blows, true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's Ryan Reynolds fairy dust. Yeah. Oh, I knew you'd bring up Ryan Reynolds. She is a super fan. It's uh, Friday. Yes. Friday is my Ryan Reynolds content day. She tells me when she gets retweeted by him all the time. So um, one of the things, this is this is really on like point by tweet. Dustin. He goes, uh, this is very telling. A show about Instagram is equally about TikTok. Well, yeah, because they yeah. made these changes because <laughs> of TikTok. You know, it's you right. can just tell. So we are almost halfway through the show and we are on our first segment. So we got to move to our second one really quickly. So Grace, uh, let's talk about this really quick because we want to talk about these uh, video. We kind of have already, but let's kind of just yeah. summarize it really quick. Well, I wanted to focus on what it is that because we've all talked, we've just talked about what we can't have. Let's talk about what they're giving right. us, right? Okay. Which is where they are <laughs> focusing more on full screen, immersive, entertaining, mobile first video. Full screen, immersive, entertaining, video first, mobile first video, TikTok, right? Mm -hmm. And they're also focusing on four key areas. So, of course, video uh, creators. So they are supporting creators more. They're creating more opportunities for creators to make money off of their platform, not through affiliate links, although that helps, you know, not through brands, but like just by making videos on Instagram, uh, mm -hmm. shopping. So I know we, I, I briefly mentioned live shopping, but they are putting a bigger emphasis on e-commerce this coming year or throughout the rest of the year and then messaging. So they didn't go as too much detail in, into those last two things because I mean, everyone was like video, ah, let's talk about that. Right. <laughs> but the, and the competition is still stiff in these areas. Right. I mean, like, mm -hmm. Try taking on Shopify and Amazon, right? When it comes mm -hmm. to shopping, we're on Amazon Live right now. We're not selling anything, but we do great there, right? Uh, so how do you think this strategy or this change in strategy on Instagram's part should inform the change in strategy in when we're working with our clients or creating our own branded content? So I'll give a great example of a brand who does um, really great things with their Instagram stories and I'm sure lives and other things. Well, I have a couple examples. One is Rent the Runway. They'll show like hot things. They'll show new brands and they have designers that come on. They'll have a little rack of clothes and it's full. You know, it's a, it's a live video and they're showing you the things. So I think they're trying. I think Instagram is they're expanding on all these influencers 
that are doing like the like to know it things where you can get the links, you know, it's in the bio, you can go, I have it like on my Instagram, you can click on the link on my bio, it takes you to a thing like these are the things I like, you can see my Amazon page with things that I recommend or books that I'm talking about. So they're just tying those things together more and trying to make more live experiences. So as we went through our pandemic, and a lot of countries are still like way deep in it, but they had to move everything, you know, virtual. And that included um, like fashion shows and people loved them. They did a fashion show. I think Kristen Stewart was like the one attendee at the Chanel fashion show. I mean, how do you get that life where you get to be the one <laughs> Chanel person? Just sit there, Jeff, I know you have no interest in that, but I mean, it is amazing, like an amazing opportunity, but they, they did them all on video. They show you when they're you know, all the things and then you can buy them. And that's where all of the platforms are moving now yeah. on the, on photos and real, like you can click on Instagram. Remember those old times when they had photos, when Instagram used to have photos, <laughs> you could click on it and you could see now the shopping thing. So they're really tying together. Interestingly enough, your Facebook page as a small business. If you have all your products on there, you can link to them on Instagram. And for sure, those are all going to be linkable on your reels and stories and all the video things later. And I don't know how they'll do it for live. My guess would be you would like prepare your list of stuff and maybe they would have to check it out after in the description for a link or something. Um, that's some crazy AI Right. machine learning stuff that I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to do that. But I mean, it's just going to be like full immersive, like exclusive, exclusive product launches. Another brand that I follow all the time is Olive and June Nail Polish. And they do tons of stuff online. They actually had retail stores that they closed that were closed during the pandemic. And I found out they're not even opening them. They're not reopening their nail salons because they sell all their products on their Instagram account like almost exclusively mm -hmm. on their Instagram account. Their founder is all in on making live content. She, They have all their resources towards creating great stuff. They're starting to work with ambassadors. They do their product launches. People are hanging on their every word to find out what their next colors are gonna be. It's July and people in their comments were like, when are the fall colors coming out? Like people want the next colors. They're great. I love their products, but what they've done, like moving it all online and really reaching people, you can click on their photos, you can get the colors, they share tons of user generated content. So they're a brand that's really looked at like digital first, mobile first, like they're like deep in it. So it's cool to see. And I know, like, I mean, every different genre of shopping has these different brands that are like all in. I see a lot of beauty brands on Instagram because I like to follow them because they've always had great social. For some reason, yeah. the beauty brands, like they, well, they've worked really closely with the influencers, obviously, and probably sports are the same. You know, sports are probably the same as tying together, but um, you just see so many of the beauty brands that have really just right. put their resources towards making great um, content. Yeah, Sabrina says this is just like the NYX Cosmetics closed all stores during the pandemic online only now. So a lot of people were forced yeah. to, but the good ones had already yeah. been on their way. So one of the questions yeah. I want to talk about um, really quick is let's talk about this deeper e-commerce integration on Instagram. So I know you work with a lot of small businesses, kind of that's one of your specialties is, you know, small business social. And so how can brands and business make the most of these, you know, 
Instagram e-commerce features and tools. So like, can you tell us a little bit really quickly about what's available? You know, should we all go in on live shopping? Because that's kind of right as of right now, it's pretty exclusive for certain type of re mm -hmm. retailers. So um, I'm really interested, or should we just leave Instagram as a messaging thing that we use it uh, as we're talking to clients, kind of like, you know, Twitter was, that was kind of almost a uh, customer service type of thing. So what are your thoughts for small businesses? You know, if you don't have products that you can do as clickable things, you could still do the live in store things, which I know you have done some of those with your with small businesses before, Jeff. It depends on what you're selling, how you can use these things. So you do have to do a little bit of a twist for it. If you have physical products that you can, you know, put in a store and make them all clickable for sure, get to that. If you have products, I have products that I can't do that. Like, I, you know, I can't you can't sell chemicals on right. a shop a <laughs> that's not possible but you could still do you know in person you could do event because people aren't we're not really at in-person events 100 mm -hmm. yet to some extent we are but you could do exclusive launches for products you could do any of those things anything that a big business can do a small business can do they can just change it to their to whatever who they're trying to reach so if you have an instagram page i hope that they're going to kind of open up your algorithm if you're making live video if they're trying to push towards video and you're you know doing what what they want us to do, which is not a great feeling as a creator to have to switch to something that's not your content. Like I hardly ever make video for one of my clients, but the ones I do, I have on YouTube. So I'll, I'll have to test that too. It does take longer to make that content. So it's going to have to be a switch for budget stuff. Right. Um, but it can be like live video, it, which you still have to prep for, but you could do live, you could do product launches, you could talk about products. Um, and like I said, Olive and June, you know, they do a lot of creative content, but they also do like live tutorials on how to do different kind of manicures, how to do cuticles, how to like the, all the different things. So they've really just taken every part of their products and figured out how to translate that online. I think if you asked people, could you do tutorials for manicures and would people watch that? I think people would probably say no. Like, why would people watch that? But people are obsessed with it. So. People watch Dr. Pimple Popper, so they'd probably watch Cuticles. Oh, so, sorry. Anyway, so, speaking of live, we've been talking a lot about live video and how, um, uh, you know, all these networks are starting to push them out more. And one of the best mm -hmm. ways to do live video is by our friends over at Ecamm. You can find out more about socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. But I want to talk really quick about their brand new Leap Into Live uh, Summit they're having coming up soon. You can go to leapinto.live forward slash home and register for that, kind of pre-register for it. It's going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be speaking there. You're going to learn how to do so many cool things. They're going to be have live panels, discussions, workshops, virtual cocktail parties, which is always fun. Uh, but if you're wanting to know how do what I do, which is, and since Peg's on here, I'll mention that I uh, live produce Guy Kawasaki show using Ecamm and Restream together. And so if you want to learn how to do that kind of things for your clients, make sure you sign up for leapinto.live forward slash home. It's going to be amazing. And I mentioned it, that what we use it for, for a Guy Kawasaki show is the amazing uh, Restream. So talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we we're just talking about Peg Fitzpatrick here being everywhere and you can be everywhere too with the power <laughs> of Restream. You can go to over 30 plus online destinations online. So you can create these fully branded, completely professional live streams like we're doing right now to uh, uh, 
to go live. And so I know people are just, we're talking about getting started on live. I want to get Peg and Jeff, I want to get your advice for someone who is just getting started with live or someone who wants to dip mm. their toe in. So I'll give my advice first, which is, you know, it's nerve wracking to go live. Now I, I can't even do any other kind of video. Like whenever I try to do pre-recorded, I'm like, I turn into like a dead armadillo or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's not very fun. You're so yeah. I just, it's not good. So I, I always recommend that if you're just getting started, go live into a group of people that like you, but not like you too much so that they will tell you, Hey, you can do this better or whatever, but it helps you start getting used to being right. on camera, talking to people, interacting with guests. So I always say, you know, if you're going to do it for the first time, try it in a group of people that you kind of know. What about yeah. you guys? Um, I like to, I go into Ecamm usually. <laughs> I like to just set things up before I'm going live so I can see what it's going to look like. Mm -hmm. So I like to test my lights. Like I tested my lights, to be honest, I maybe should have done, I don't know, I look really pale for some, I am pale, but um, I have my lights set up. I have my background. I like to just test my camera and all my stuff. So sometimes I go on Ecamm and test it there, but I also will just go into a Facebook. Jeff and I have this Facebook page that's yeah. like nobody sees it. It's closed, but I yeah. test in there. Like I'll do a short video just to see how everything looks. And then if I need to tweak something, I can do that. So it helps if you just give yourself a little test of something um, and then you'll know what you're going to look like. It's not as scary. And also look at the camera. Right. Look at the, the, the thing not I would say <laughs> is just like, uh, you know, have a group that a private thing that you can go in just yourself, see how it looks and mm -hmm. record it and all that stuff. And then go like Grace said to the next step, which would be to a group of friends and kind of do it there. The other thing is, is start, you know, we're talking about all this entire show about how to um, really, you know, Go, we're going live everywhere to all these different places, but we're also recording it and I and then I chop it up. So one of the biggest things I see so many people, they get incredible guests like we have with Peg today and they do it live and then that's it. There's gold in what Peg has said before. There's all these great little bits that you can share out that people can find out about your show, find out about your company. And so mm -hmm. I think as, as more and more of these platforms are really pushing live video and video, finding ways to do that, do it one time and go out a lot is going to be the key to your sanity <laughs> because we can't be there all the times. And these tools allow us to do that. I can tell like, Oh, Carrie over on YouTube thought, Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, a dead armadillo. Grace is a dead armadillo. <laughs> that's and what I'm then, like when I'm doing pre-recorded video. <laughs> and then we have somebody in one of our Facebook groups saying, Grace Stuffy and Peg Fitzpatrick, I have, has the prettiest necklace. Uh, I assume Jeff's <laughs> is hidden under his beard. So yeah, so it is. it's be, being able to interact, I think is going to be key, but then also taking that, yeah. the content and going out everywhere is going to be uh, very, very important as well. So our last segment, because we only have a short amount of time uh, and Dustin and some other people had hinted about this, but I wanted to talk about it because I think it's very, very helpful. And it's just a test right now, but Instagram, oh, that's no. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, let's talk about that because forget what I was going to say. I want to talk about this badges. We don't need no stinking badges. No. Um, tell we us do. about this page because you have it. What are these Instagram badges that you speak of? So it's kind of like the, the Twitter tip jar. So there's little badges that you can purchase on Instagram lives if people have the feature. And basically you can buy like one, two or three, it's like 99 cents or like a dollar or something like that. And buying a badge 
pins your comment so the creator will see it. So say, for example, if Ryan Reynolds were on Instagram Live, <laughs> right. which I don't think he does, but if he were, You'd I could pin on there like, Ryan, I know we're married because you pin, you retweet all my stuff. I know Blake is just for show. I get it. I'm okay with that. Right. <laughs> just kidding. Um, no, but it gives you the opportunity to connect with a person in a non-creepy way. You could buy a badge and it also, it helps them see your content, but also it supports the creator. So say, for example, that I was going to do a special kind of manicure and I was going to like do an Instagram live. I honestly don't even know if I could do one for manicure. I would probably be stressed about that, but I could because the little box that they give me the camera where you could put that, you could put right. your phone in there and film it. Like they have it all set up so you can do it. So if I was going to do that and say like, it was going to take me an half hour, 45 minutes and you liked it, you could support that. Or if I was like giving a book review or sharing information on how to do something, you could just support your favorite creators by giving them badges. Now, the other side of that is that Facebook slash Instagram right now is paying people to go live. They're rewarding people. And I think it's right in the badges. Um, I now, believe it is. Just right to be clear, and this isn't rolled out for everybody yet, or you have to have a no. certain amount of followers. This is just still a test. I don't know if it's followers. I don't know how they chose. But hey, got it. She's being on. She's being very modest, but she has badges and yeah. she can do all the fun stuff. I don't know why, though. Like, I don't know if it has to do with followers or verified or. Yeah, because they, uh, they introduced this in May 2020, and they were testing it about with a small group of creators, you know, like in the U.S., Brazil, all that. So, um, mm -hmm. so, so you can see it if you want to check to see if you have it. I have a business account, so you have to have a business account. Maybe it's in the creator account. I'm not sure, but there's a there's a button, there's a little tab that says badges. You're getting my light reflection. Sorry. And then from badges, there's a little thing that says eligible and it has estimated earnings and it has like little badge milestones. So you can do a badge milestone. So they gave me one to co-host a live video and then they will pay me. That's so, just from Instagram. That's, and the badges, we're not taking money out of that either. That will go 100% to the so, person. So that bonus for going live and the badges, do you think those are mm -hmm. two separate things? I don't think everybody who has badges gets that bonus, do they, for going live right now? Uh, I think they're tied together, but I'm not 100% okay. sure. I haven't seen anybody else talking about that, getting offered to to be paid to go live. I click on every little pop-up thing. I'm like, Oh, what's this? What's that? Like I didn't get an email about it. Nothing. Mm -hmm. So, so have you gone live bad. and got badges yet? Have you tried it? I have gone live and I met one badge milestone, but I didn't like people do this. People don't know what they are. So when you go live, you have to be like, Hey, there's a little badge down there. If you want to support me. And I didn't do that on my first one. So that's the question I have. Cause I've seen people do this and it's be like, Hey, support me with my badge. And it was almost like an infomercial, uh, for them by, mm -hmm. for you to buy my badge. So how would you suggest businesses or influencers do this in a non spammy way? I guess it's kind of like putting the affiliate links when you're kind of like, hey, like this, you know, uh, support, you know, I'm here providing value for you. If you think right. you could 
I don't know. I didn't do it because I was like, do I feel comfortable asking people just to buy a badge to support me? And I was like, "Mm." but I think the thing is you have to educate your audience. They don't know what they are. So if you don't tell people that they can do it, I think no one will do it. Well, also when they do you think people know what they are? I would have no idea. Like, uh, you know, as a casual, if I was a casual user, I probably wouldn't know what they are are and I wouldn't know how to use them mm-hmm. or how to even get them to you or why mm-hmm. I would get them to you, right? There's like, I guess to people that are on other platforms like, like Twitch, YouTube. it's a natural thing, YouTube, like where that's we, part of the culture yeah. of the platform. It's, but I don't know that that necessarily translates. Right. Into, it's, I think they want it to and they give you opportunities, but I don't know, maybe you just like, I get Jeff to send me a, a badge. I'm like, oh, a badge. Do you know what, like, you know, oh, what a <laughs> You surprise. plant your badges. So- <laughs> send your friends money I can maybe you can pin it i'll try doing it and i'll pin it i'll do a comment and pin it and say like hey if you're you know if you want to support me you can buy a little bit you know get a little badge like maybe you could do that so dustin says yeah having to educate them is always a little bit awkward at first but Mm -hmm. once it's commonplace you don't even have to talk about anymore this is what and and Mm -hmm. i think when you when somebody gives you a badge or it comes to the top of your feed and you'll see it and it stays there for a while. I would do it in a way. So I'm a big fan of Nick Nimmin. He does YouTube stuff on Saturday mornings. He's a YouTube guy, talks about things and he does it very organically. Like, um, he just says, Hey, if you, you know, he, I don't think he even mentions it, but what he does is he'll answer those questions first. So if you have a big audience of people are wanting to like, Peg, how do you do this? Peg, how do you write a book? Peg, how do you get, you know, a badges on Instagram? And <laughs> it's just going by all the, you know, you could say something like, Hey, I, I answer all the, the people who give me badges, just an easy way for me to uh, be able to, to pull things out of the feed. Uh, if you want hundred percent me to answer your question, this is what you do. That's, I think a very, kind of standard way people are, are used to that on I mean I do that all the time to get my question answer on next stream because I'm like hey, I got a question I will pay you five right. bucks if you answer this for me so <laughs> I think guy I think people would do that for guy for sure mm-hmm. like they would want to be at the top of his questions and stuff so it is really interesting I I'm sure that they'll only do this thing for a while well I'll have to start watching twitch so I can uh yeah find your favorite game yeah but I think oh. that's the thing is that when it's built in, you know, it's there, people do it. But, you know, creators everywhere, it it takes time and, and expertise and all of these things to make content, to be a creator. Mm-hmm. You know, Zach King, Lord only knows how long he takes making his videos. It's a oh, long and time. And he's got a big team and a big set. I mean, it's just amazing the yeah. stuff he does. So we're almost out of time, but I wanted to bring this up, this last piece of news um, is the Instagram test uploading mm-hmm. from desktop. Now, Peg mm-hmm. and I, I know are excited about this because we do a lot of stuff on our desktop. Uh, somebody earlier mm-hmm. said, yeah, I hate putting stuff on my phone. I lost that comment, but, uh, but that's, that's very, very true. A lot of people are frustrated mm-hmm. with trying to do everything on their, their small little phone. So what they're doing yeah. is, um, you know, Instagram's come a lot of long ways from just using it on their desktop, uh, mobile app. So, um, mm-hmm. now, hopefully we'll be able to schedule not only posts, but stories. Now, some of this you've been able to do through Facebook Creator Studio, like Peg showed me how to schedule my IGTVs if you wanted to do that through Creator Studio. So, but they are launching their first live test of this the, the capability to publish feed posts from the desktop version of the app uh, with a small group of users are now able to access a full suite of upload and posting options. If you have that, mm-hmm. let us know, because I'd love to know what you think. This was spotted and shared by uh, social media guru, Matt Navara, who always finds and 
gets everything. So, uh, but mm-hmm. I am very excited about that because if I can do it from my desktop, you know, that's where I create a lot of images. That's where I edit a lot of video, all that kind of stuff. So Peg, are you excited about that? Totally. Right. And also I wonder if Instagram will open it up and live stream through restream. I mean, they want to uh, push video, but the one thing you can't think- do is you can't, yeah. You can't do anything through any other app, so it makes it more awkward. Uh, we did actually uh, a big thing. Guy did a big um, thing with Facebook, and they wanted to do it on Instagram Live. <laughs> and right. it, I think it was a little bit more awkward than they even thought. They were like, oh, this is a little hard because it is a little yeah. hard. Yeah. yeah. So like Carrie goes, oh, my gosh, I love if they go to desktop. Yeah, so I yeah. think it's coming. So hang on, dear horses. I don't um, have it. I don't have I have badges, but Desktop. Yeah. I think if they want people to do more video, they got to let you freaking do it on desktop. Come on. Right. And Dustin goes, when yeah. is the IG iPad app? Yes. Preach it, brother. I would love to have the iPad app as well. Oh. One of the cool things, though, uh, you mentioned, I would love it if they open up their API for um, for the live video because ecamm is really cool because you can actually stream in vertical video and then just think if you could stream that out mm-hmm. everywhere with restream i mean that would be a marriage made in heaven so instagram if you're listening give us yes. api access please I with think that, I, get asked that, I think i get asked that question about every week oh, we know. do a uh, we do a live demo every other week at restream and we get asked that question every time and i'm like the minute the minute they allow it we will be there we're ready mm-hmm. we are prepared emotionally like we're ready for it <laughs> so sabrina said she found it so sabrina i would love it if you take a screenshot of that sh- where you found it at and let us see that because i would love to uh let people know what it looks like behind the instagram curtain That's as amazing. you will so with that this always is amazing peg thank you so much for being here um i would love to kn- tell everybody where they can find you what you're up to all the good stuff, Peg Fitzpatrick. Uh, I'm working on my second book right now, which is very I, I, exciting. I was going to um, announce that. That's really cool. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, I was excited. It is exciting. Um, so I'm, I'm working on that. It's for small businesses. And, you know, you can find me at my blog, pegfitzpatrick.com or Peg Fitzpatrick everywhere. I'm, I'm around. I'm on Instagram, Pinterest. And it's you all name your name, it. right? It's around. all at Peg Fitzpatrick. Is that where they would? It is. Okay. I, I try to avoid Facebook. <laughs> that's about it um but thank you guys for having me it was super fun yeah this is good thank you guys for all your great questions grace where can we find out more about all things grace duffy you can find all things grace duffy over at the restream channels i um i manage our youtube channel so follow us at restream.io or restream.io actually on youtube you can find us there we also have an amazing facebook group you just look up restream community on facebook and we are there so we've got everyone from pros to just beginners if you're getting started with live video interested in live video want to up scale your live video efforts join that group and you'll find a great community yeah. And I was so excited to have Peg at the beginning of the show. I forgot to let everybody know if they would like to get reminded about this show <laughs> and how to come on live, they, they can text us at 903-287-9088. That's 903-287-9088. That allows me, it's no spam. I just let you know reminders when we go live. It's a way to get past those pesky algorithms that we all uh, don't like very much. So 903-287-9088. And as always, we are a podcast. We'd love for you guys to go over there. Give us a rating review on your favorite podcast player. You can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, all those places. And with that, 
We want to thank you guys. We'll see you next week. Same time, same channel. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Social Media News Live.